Welcome to the Shelter Footycast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, taking you through all the big stuff in the AFL of the week gone by and coming up ahead. Skeeter, we've got a Patreon now, mate. Are you excited? I've never heard the term Patreon, but I'm on board with you, Scoey. If you take me to the promised land, I'm there. VIP content, discounts, and much more. Backchatstudios.com.au to sign up as a VIP. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here we go. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. Socials, their Shelter Footycast. You know where to find us at Instagram. Skeeter doesn't, but he is here. Hello, Mark Reddings. How are you, mate? Hello, Scoey. Happy King's birthday to you. That's indeed what we're celebrating at the MCG Happy today. <laughs> Who knows what the hell's going on? I just think we should align with the rest of the country. I mean, we're already regarded like two hours behind and two country. years behind. Exactly. We're seceding. Well, today, of course, we've got some footy at the MCG. It's a big day with the MND, big freeze, and looking to hit. $20 million, but yeah, big weekend, and I watched the cricket last night, and I was uh, pretty impressed by what I saw by the boys ahead of the Ashes, so we win that, and we've got uh, five more tests to go. Can you just give me a little bit of a quick update? I was at uh, Varsity for, took my took my five-year-old son to Varsity for his birthday. No, we went we went to the movies, and then ended up at Varsity, and there was people carrying on a bit, the cricket was on, people carrying on, what happened? Uh, well, essentially, uh, India chasing 400-plus runs. But uh, Scott Boland bobbed up today and just uh, last night and just bowled a beautiful little spell, uh, made some breakthroughs. Was there was there a chance that there was going to be a no. draw? No, not really. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, potentially, but India. I mean, they had to had to really guts it out for for two and a half sessions with seven wickets in hand. It wasn't really viable. So Boland strikes. Smith takes a ripping catch to get rid of Coley. Uh, Nathan Lyon finishes with four wickets. Travis Head named Player of the Match, and. That's all she wrote. World number one, which is terrific. That's not uh, the, the biggest fish of the year, though, for them. It's, it's just to re- retain the ashes, I would have thought. So, yeah, well played to the boys, and hopefully some happy days to come over the next couple of months. Very good. They'll have Mark Rennings there cheering on from the sidelines in a couple of months, Skeeter. So uh, you can watch us on YouTube. Don't forget that. The Shelter Footycast playlist over at Backchat Studios on YouTube. Jump on there and subscribe to us there. The Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week this week, Skeeter. Don't worry. Don't run out of your favourites. Grab, Go down a shell, um, down in a thirsty camel and grab your shelters down there. Make sure you got one of those for me, Skeeter. And Froth Town, what we frothed on this weekend, August 18 and 19, Claremont Showground. Get your tickets at froth.town. I know exactly what I'm doing for that, so we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show, Skeet. Let's get into some of the big issues. Marlon Pickett was arrested yesterday whilst in Perth uh, over a string of uh, different offences from around uh, December, January. Allegedly, yep. yes. Um, Look, it's it's interesting. Look, I've, I've led to believe that he was of the understanding he was going to be questioned before or during his time in Perth, but uh, when those charges came, it may have caught him by surprise. And, yeah, look, it's a... Well, we know he's had a, a, a checkered history when it comes to finding his way into the AFL, and he's had had some some troubles off the field previously. But this is this is massive news, and and the Richmond Footy Club has come out and said they will continue to support him. The allegations are that he was involved in some burglaries with some commercial properties. 
over December. So obviously, I, I'm assuming the police have waited until he's returned to WA to mm. lay those charges. But uh, that's a, a big, big decision for, for the club now to make, pending the decision by the courts. And off the back, the future for Marlon Pickett, you'd have to say, in footy is, is now a massive question mark. And from a football sense, I mean, after probably Richmond's best win of the year against a Fremantle side that everyone had, including you and I, the momentum on their side, really building. We're going to go through that game, but you know, really disappointing for Richmond as a footy club as well as Marlon personally. Uh, West Coast, huge loss, 122-point loss, 129-point loss in the waffle. That's some sort of amount, 150 one points across the weekend, Skeeter. About <laughs> right. uh, 251 across the weekend. I, don't, I actually don't know how to, oh. to to talk about it. Suffice to say, they, they lost more players prior to the game. I mean, Ryan Marrick uh, bobs up and kicks a, a goal. couple. For, couple, in fact, on his uh, debut. So, uh, well played to him. Uh, but they had actually, a, when you looked at their centre square at times, they had some, some quality in there in mm. terms of players. They just got absolutely smacked. And big Tex comes out, kicks 10 in his milestone game and... Uh, Crows, we knew they'd do a number on the Eagles, but wow, that's uh, that's big big numbers, one hundred plus. We'll, we'll break that game game down shortly, and it was it was uh, the most disappointed slash I reckon edgy I've seen Adam Simpson post uh, in his press conference. Now you can't really take too much away from the actual verbiage sometimes from press conferences post because the coaches are well trained, don't give a lot. But I just thought I'd pose the question, and, and you know he's clearly under pressure. Coaches under pressure. That there's a few starting to put their heads up. One which I don't think you'll have on the list, but I think he would be under pressure. Uh, Adam Simpson's one of them, given the performance of the team. Now we know injuries. We know we know we know the story. Um, but he is under pressure, right? Agreed. Absolutely. I mean. You've got people coming out suggesting they're not, the team's not up to AFL standard. Now, that is, again, because of player availability. But, yeah, you, you're getting beaten by 100-plus points. And, and the other the sad thing is, Scully, you, you're at the footy, Eagles have been beaten by 100-plus, and it's not like we're in shock. No, that's the troubling thing is we can't even speak about it because it's the same thing. I, after last night's performance, Michael Voss uh, continuing – be, continue to be under pressure. Brian Cook, the CEO, was asked directly about his future. So I'll tell you what his response was, but when the CEO starts getting asked about the future of the coach, you know there's issues, correct? No one's asking about, uh, I don't know, uh, Craig McRae's job with no. the president at Collingwood. So um, Brian Cook said um, absolutely no pressure basically whatsoever. He'll be the coach until the end of his contract and then hopefully – Thereafter, he gave full support. I think he'll be there next year. I think he'll be coaching. Under pressure. Under, of course, under pressure. But they're bottom four at the moment. So since since they beat West Coast by whatever they beat them here, and Charlie Kerno had a day out on you know the struggling West Coast side, don't think they've scored over sixty five points, something like that. They've gone fifty two, fifty. Well, I'll just tell you. I'll tell you very briefly. Thank you very much, uh, last night, six goals against Melbourne. The week before, six goals. The week before against Sydney, six goals. Seven goals against Collingwood, and prior to that, the Bulldogs, eight goals. That. Ain't going to win you too many matches. They have the two reigning Coleman medalists, mate. How, how is that? That that for mine is either game plan or the inability of players to... They had many scoring shots as Essendon last night. 6-15. They kicked 6-15. So is that a coaching theory or players? That's got to be players. That's on the players. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And again, I saw... I, I was watching the cricket, to be honest with you, so I... I I was so disenchanted with... They just play a horrible brand of footy, Carlton, at the moment. So I saw Harry Mackay have 
a snapshot from 30 out around his body again and failed to make the distance. How is that? How does that be allowed to happen from a coaching perspective or a club perspective? Given If he's not making the distance from 35, why not kick a drop punt and miss and make the distance? Steve Johnson, who would know what real successful leadership looks like within a footy club, I saw him make a comment on the Sunday rub, Triple M yesterday, said they don't know their leadership, and this is on the players, they don't know how to lead a successful culture. And I think that's fair enough. I don't think these players have seen what success looks like and you can't just invent that. They've had no real players come into the footy club. Adam Saad from Essendon. They don't know the successful culture, to be honest. They don't. They haven't had any guys, seeny guys come onto that list. They have Adam Chera, Blake Akers, these guys. They, they haven't, they're not veteran winners. I don't know if this playing group knows how to win, Skater. I'm also sure. Now, look, you're probably right, but I'm trying to think back to your time at the Eagles, and you won a flag in 18, but go, going back to that, I mean, I know you made a grand final in 15, but you yeah. won a wooden spoon in what, the late... Yeah, but that was with Cox, with Embley, with Kerr. With, they, these sorts of guys were on the list. They knew what winning meant. They knew what you had to do to win. Carlton don't have that group of players. So that group of players taught my group of players how to lead and how to be successful and how to be ruthless and how to set standards all of that like I learned all of that in my first five years at footy club yes we won a wooden spoon and we weren't winning but I knew what it took to win Carlton have never had that group and so that no one's passed it on to anyone you know Cripps and Weedering great players great players but do they know how to lead a successful footy club I don't think they do and it's not even their fault to be honest they haven't won so yeah. how do you know what, how, do, how do you know how to win if you've never won yeah well and I'm how, talking about and finals and winning finals and but how do you change that apart from bringing in personnel that have had Michael, that experience. Michael Voss knows how to. Or, Brian Cook knows how to. Or except, as you say, getting into finals, learning how to win and lose and, and mm. finding out the, the, the hard way, which uh, Carlton are, are not playing finals this year. And, yeah, I think Voss will be there next season. I think that's locked away. But I think that he's – yeah, you're right. There's a lot of pressure. They, they need to get some players back. They need to obviously do a few things to get themselves up. I don't think they're that, that, that far away. Stuart Dew's not under pressure anymore? Or is he still under pressure? He's no. under pressure. Uh, Just given that there's a few names floating around. Well, who is floating around? Damien Harwick and yes. Nathan Buckley. Is that it? Yeah, probably. Can he leave that oh, sort of stuff? There's no way. Can, very, I can't see Kenny leaving. But I would have thought he's going to get a big pay deal. I would have thought Stuart Jew is going to be coach of the Gold Coast Suns. I think the third coach under pressure. Then, do you know what I'm going to say here? Who would be the third if Voss and Simpson are under pressure? You might not think of it. I think Chris Fagan's under pressure to keep his job at Brisbane. I, I think their performances away from home have been unacceptable. I, I wrote them off on the footy cast on Thursday, said Hawthorne will smack them, and you know what? They did. They rocked up, they're insipid. They can't, they can't roll that out week to week. You can't win a grand final anymore. They had their chance at the Gabba and they couldn't do it. You can't win a grand final if you can't play away from the Gabba, and they can't do it right now. No, well, they won a final against Melbourne at the MCG last year, which flies in the face of all we've said about yes. them, isn't it? No, I, I, I was with you. In fact, I was earlier to write them off the new with regards to their form away from home. Funnily enough, Lockie Neal came out after the match and threw the, the question back at other clubs and their record away from home, which probably, you know, Lockie, you know, I suspect that was just a, a flippant comment, but many people are saying, hey, mate, don't worry about other clubs. It's your team mm. that is supposed to be challenging for a premiership that at this stage doesn't look likely at the ground where you have to get it done. I think under pressure, Chris Fagan. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footy Cast. 
Let's go through the West Australian side, Skeeter. Our tipping, I've got our tips here. You haven't had a good one, Skeeter. No good this week so far, mate, with a game Shocking. to go. Shocking, it's shit. Absolutely. <laughs> I've taken every 50-50. I've gone the wrong you, way you again. Did, you didn't even have your roughie. You, you threw out some bullshit tip about Buddy Franklin retiring out in the middle of the ground and you still couldn't get it done. What? Mine was 100 to 1. Yours was a $3 pop, which I actually agree with you on the selection. So, yes. no, no. I, every time I turn left, it's right. The George Costanza of tipping at the moment, I am. And if you follow Seinfeld, that means he's an absolute loser. I think you've got three so far this How week. How many have you Skater? got? I've got five with one to go. Yeah, no. Well, you can stick it up. Here. Seriously, some of the luck that you get with your tips. <laughs> luck. Mate. Mate, I'm, a, I'm an expert commentator, special commentator. Special. Yeah, yeah that's Free right. win the flag, West Coast to make finals. Things can go pear-shaped pretty quickly, trust me. Adelaide defeat West Coast by 122 points. Tex Walker kicks 10 goals in his 250th. Skate, you spoke about that. Uh, he joins Franklin, Lynch, Brown, Rewalt, and Josh Bruce in current players to kick 10 goals in a match. Yeah, well, he was getting enough supply, wasn't he? Uh, when you see... At various stages, Elliot Yo get the job on on the text. Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen. Uh, yeah, it was it was not a huge surprise that he kicked a bag and he was up and about for his milestone game. So look, a couple of the goals he kicked were really good. I mean, he was sizzling early, kicking five goals in the first quarter, something like that, and he was getting it done against a really young backline. So pretty quickly, um, I think at quarter time. Oscar Allen's the sort of bloke that would have gone to Simo and said, "Put me down there." Oscar yep. Allen debuted as a backman. He was uh, first emergency for the 2018 Grand Final to come in for Jeremy McGovern. If Jeremy McGovern didn't play, and that was a genuine 50-50 on the bus to the game, Jez didn't know if he was playing or not. Oscar Allen was playing at centre-half back in the West Coast 2018 backline. So the best backline the club's ever seen. Yes, I am saying that, Skeeter. Oscar Allen was one spot away from it. Hang on, the best backline the Eagles have had? Yeah. Okay. Challenge me. I would have thought the oh, just going back to the guy McKenna, John Warsaw, Glenn Jackovich. So there's yeah. a, there's an argument there. Yeah, correct. And I reckon we're better. So there you go, uh, Oscar Allen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, is that right? Oh no, it is. I'm just saying. Match like, us up. Go. This the, is a the good way you were talking, it was like it was a, a fait accompli. You, you don't 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 rate the McIntosh. Okay, I'd, I'd have Jeremy McGovern over McIntosh. Well, McIntosh is, is McIntosh me me. Yeah, McIntosh is a fullback. Yeah, cool me. Okay, or Tom Brass. Yeah. How, how many best and fairest did McIntosh win? None. Okay. Um, Send up back, Jakovic. Yeah, Jeremy McGovern. Jack, you're taking McGovern ahead of Jakovic? Um, yeah. McKenna, Warsfold? Uh, Hearn, yep. Pretty pretty happy with Hearn over one of those guys. Yeah, I just think you I just think you dismissed that group pretty pretty quickly. Well, you gotta, if you're going to pick one, you've got to pick one, don't you? I mean, so I'm picking 2018. Yeah. Are you picking 92, 94? Yeah, just to piss you off. I mean, I, do, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like fighting between back lines, though. Um, look, Oscar Allen puts himself back against Tex Walker. Tex Walker, I think, kicked five in the first. I think I'm right there. The last thing you need or want uh, for a rep Bazo is to have Tex Walker break the goal kicking record, twenty five goals in the game. You know mm. the supply they were getting. Yeah, rep Bazo wasn't stopping him. Oscar Allen knows he's a good player. Knows he's going to be a leader of this football club. Rhett doesn't at this stage. He's too young. He has no experience. You don't need that to start his career. And he's had yeah. So everything tough in life that could go wrong for that young man I, in the past six months has. I think it's a real positive. If you can look at positives from this game, that Elliot Yo, Oscar Allen, we know what they're going to do. They're, they're good players. I'll tell you, I mean, Bailey Williams. Mm. You know, he's probably not winning the, the Warsaw Medal, but I'd say he's probably the most improved player at the club. Is, is that a, a reason? Twenty touches a goal and thirty-five hit outs. I, I think he's really evolved since I think as soon as Nick Nat was essentially um, put to one side for the foreseeable future, 
it gave him the comfort in knowing this is okay. This might not be my my one wood in terms of playing position as a ruckman, but he's embraced it. I think he's taken it on. I I think, uh, and I had some question marks about him. You still think he can turn into a really good forward, which yeah. may be the case. But I, I think he deserves uh, a lot of credit for what he's done uh, maybe, under trying circumstances. Yeah, or well, maybe he's put his, his name all over that rock spot. I mean, good on him. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't argue with you. I think he's mm. been really improved, really good. Like you said, Ryan Marrick came in, kicked a couple of goals, really good moment. You know, just his whirlwind over the last 10 days stacking the shelves. Did you see enough of the game and of him to suggest... Yeah, he can play. Yeah? Yeah, he can play. He's... What's he like? He's quite, um, he's quite not elusive, but he moves well. Like he, he's a he's a, a Jack Gunston sort of operator. So is he a tall forward or a, or a medium? Jack, Jack Gunston. Yeah. Like so, Jack was one ninety three. So he was he was a tall forward, but he wasn't one ninety seven. You know, and he could move. That's what he looked like to me. So, quick question: yes. if, if if the West Coast Eagles at the start of next season have well, the players we think should be available and, and at the club. Mm. He'll be challenging. Does he, does he play? Is, is he in their best side? He's he's in the in-between one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you, again, if he's probably fighting for a Jake Waterman type spot. Um, and I think Jake, disappointed sort of Jake's, they've gone away from playing him up around the ball a bit more. I think the first sort of six, seven, eight weeks of this season, we started really seeing some great footy from Jake Waterman. Now he's had the finger, finger surgery and the infection and, think that's sort of taking him away a bit but I think his role's changed a little bit more I, I really enjoyed him around the footy but we aren't seeing that much anymore that's West Coast third 100 point loss in 2023 the record is five times in a season their record or a record no it can't be West Coast record that, that they'd only been beaten by 100 plus points prior to in the last couple of years mm. a small amount of time might be going back to the Fitzroy days um West Coast, nah. Oh, West Coast had the same score: two goals, one thirteen in every quarter. Only the third time that's ever happened. <laughs> I'm find, looking for positives here. They find quirky ways. Two goals, three was a, a number that kept bobbing up early in the season. But it, I don't know. What do you say? They're, they're, Adam, well, Adam Simpson was furious after the game. He could see it in him, and he was furious because he said they literally just couldn't code it. Like they couldn't code it or teach anything from that game. And I think that was around the way they defended. Any time Adelaide got the ball. They just sliced. That they were just off to the races every single time. I mean, one hundred what like one hundred seventy seven points or something. That would that would you know point to the fact that they weren't defended very well against. And I know I know the injuries. I know all that. But there was just nothing. It wasn't like well, it was a good effort, but they didn't have the numbers out there. It was just completely nothing. Adelaide got it and just sliced them apart. So he was furious. Rory Laird. I mean, Adelaide dominate. West Coast don't. That's pretty much it, Skater. And there's not much to tell. Adelaide yep. will be playing finals, in my opinion, uh, and. They are, which, which is a story. They are the story. template for the West Coast Eagles. Go back to the draft, do it for two or three years. High I think, talent. I went through the, the, the players they brought into the Trade club. Trade well. Trade well, but draft even better. Yeah. Because, I mean, very hard to get immediate uh, A listers to your club in WA. It's not too many that come from interstate. You tell me one that's come from interstate as a, as a you know, like a Chris Jubb went from West Coast to Carlton. There's not too many that you get it. But trading... Red, Redo's not a, an A-lister, but Red, like Redo's the one that jumps off. The... Oh, yeah, very solid. And really, yeah. I'm saying if you get your draft right, that's where they can yep. set themselves up for the next decade. They've got... they've Dawson and Rankin, are t- they're two local boys, but Dawson and Rankin are Amazing having, pickups. Like a captain and All-Australian, you know, they're... they're they're both all Australian this year, right now, and and to bring them in as as trades, absolutely, that's that's enormous, right? No question. So Adelaide is the template for me for West Coast going forward. Yeah. But guess what? It took from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty three. 
to put them right in the frame. Five years, Richmond. Uh, so are they a West Coast two years into that? The good question. I'm not should I be Do asking you like, that. Like like Chesser. Yeah, the Chesser, the tre- Chesser draft. Are they two years Bazo or one year? with Jack Williams, yeah, all, all those maybe guys. Two years, but a strange two years. It hasn't been a yeah. And then this year you've got Jinby, you've got Hewitt. Yeah, so you're probably right. You've got Barnett. I reckon within, within three years, I, that that would be a realistic expectation to, to be doing what Adelaide's doing. Okay, Richmond defeat uh, Fremantle by 15 points. We both pick Fremantle. I think. What a surprise, Richmond. I don't think I've actually called them once this year. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, the draw against oh, Carlton outside of that. Uh, yeah, just I find them a really hard team to catch. But even that being said, I thought they were a real chance on Saturday night because of the conditions, because of the bye, which I really think played um, played against Fremantle and the yeah. momentum they had. And you, just, you felt that early. They just, apart from kicking the first and Jai Amos was up and about playing some really good footy, I just thought they were... They don't handle the wet conditions as well as no other clubs. Sean Darcy. A lot of ruck contests. I think um, Nankervis is in ninety ruck contests. Or Amazing. Something. So that's a Sean Darcy day. Yeah, that that, that is how he operates. So uh, they missed that clash. Jake O'Meara out. He's been important over this spat, yep. span of four weeks. Um, I could tell within and you were calling this game, Skate. I could t- call tell. I know they Freo kicked the first goal, but. Within the first 20 seconds, you could see what game Richmond was going to play. And it would, the question was, could Fremantle match them? Yeah. A ma- a match them. Um, I think Richmond just got it on their terms. They got the game played how they wanted to, that frantic knock-on, play-on. It's bullshit. I, I hate watching Richmond play. I, and, and it's because they've been so successful and I was on the back end of losing against them that I do. But they just they just make it up. And, and it's planned chaos. And they love it. And Freo got sucked into it. And Richmond, you can't beat Richmond like that. It's not how you beat them, and Freo got done because of it. Yeah, and look, with a bit of rain around, Fremantle players, in my eyes at least, just weren't as clean as, uh, say, Taranto. You talk about being clean, but he just managed to will the ball forward, got plenty of touches. My man, Shea Bolton, mm. I'm not sure he picks up the three brown low, but he certainly gets a vote, I think. He might get two, he might even get the three. I thought he was really good. At 14 in the last, six inside 50s in the last quarter. And, you know, some of his disposals were extraordinary, and some of them were absolute horrors but he when he's around the footy good things happen big moment in this game uh it was a chaos game uh it was back and forth Fremantle start getting a run they they were running at the richmond in this last quarter ethan hughes of all men uh, put a couple of big balks on mm. slit, sent someone into the next universe i can't remember who it was but he was he was still sliding along optus stadium put another one on kick from 48 Huge moment in the game. Momentum all Fremantle's way. Would have put him with, within three points or something like that. Would have put him in within a kick. Nathan Broad, West Aussie on the line. Somehow misses it. There's no doubt he missed that ball. He did not touch that ball. But I thought it hit the post. But that's the question. Does the ball hit the post? The umpire calls it a behind. He can't see, for starters. The umpire is blocked by Broad. But I think he's made the correct decision if you're going to say if that was a goal or a point, and he has to make a call. He can't say, I don't have any idea. He has to say what he thinks, whether it's a point or a goal. You know that, right? I, I, they, they, he can't defer and say, I've got no idea. What if he was unsighted? No, nah, he, he was sighted, though. He was watching it. Well, you're saying... You, you, you have say- to call. You, you, you have to... He, he had, like I'm, I'm telling you, the rules are he has to say, okay, well, I, I have believe to... It my, is. My bet, yeah, I believe this is what happened. Now, he could be wrong, but he had to say something, and I think he made the right call on the chances that hit the broad, post well and broad it goes through his hands it's probably going to touch Fair broad chance. or the post mm. makes that call big review I don't know if he hits the post or not what do you think I thought it grazed the post the right. padding yeah how did you make that I saw it 
Hit the post. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it graze the post. That's what I saw. And what do you mean? <laughs> How did you see I that? I saw it on the web sitting there. I the, saw the same vision. How have you you've determined? No worries. That's that's graze the post. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I... You asked him for my opinion, and you asked the goal umpire for his opinion. We had the same opinion. Only thing is, he's a lot closer than both of you and I were, and I do agree with him. I think he, he got it right. Thirsty yeah. Camel, clanger of the week. Don't <laughs> run out of your favourites. Grab your shoulders at Thirsty Camel. How in this day and age do we not have the technology to give a definitive answer to what's going on? Seriously, Apple have just released a Google Glass or Google Goggles or something like that. You can walk around the house and you watch your memories and you're flicking around with your... And what we can't figure out at AFL, the biggest sport in this league, where the ball hit the post... Put some technology into so, it. So skater. what are you expecting, like a, a sneaker? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, for, God forbid. Yeah, yeah. Every other sport's got it, mate. Soccer's got it. it Cricket's got it. Yeah, the ball. Union's got it. Yeah, the League's ball. got it. The ball is hit the post, though. Well, we would have known if there was technology. That apparently, apparently, because Broad was in the vicinity, they couldn't use it. <laughs> Seriously, Skate. Put a microchip in the ball. There's plenty of technology around. Thirsty Camel Clanger of the Week. Dockers fans deserve better than the AFL has given right now, Skeeter, and that was bullshit. Might have hit the post, but we will never know because we can't rely on Mark Reddings' eyesight to tell us whether a What? You, you can't tell me that hit the post. I'm telling you, what I saw, it grazed the post on the way through. That, that was what I felt. Um, my co-colleagues, David Mundy and I think Luke McFarlane, agreed with me, and so did Carl Langdon. So we're going on, on what we saw. No, I disagree. Well, you know what? I'm just saying I can't take your word for it, unfortunately. And I don't what think asking we, you to? I don't, so, well, you are. You are. No, because no. we don't have the tech. No, no, no. You are because there's no technology available to confirm it. I'm just saying, it's my opinion. It doesn't. I'm just saying. I, I, well, that's that's all I, I have right now in front of me. Your opinion, and I don't fucking agree with it. Goal review in the finals. <laughs> goal review. I'm getting sick of you. Oh, goal review. All right, off you go. Goal. Escape. <laughs> bang. See you later. <laughs> goal review in the final term. We've been through that. Um, Amos kicked four goals. He's on track to kick over fifty goals this year. That's extraordinary. How are we not talking about him more in the Rising Star race? Well, he was not Rising Star nominee last Correct, week, but I don't think he's getting the credit he deserves. Now, this is from Paul Hazelby. I'm happy to give credit to Hayes. Great operator. It was in the paper. He brought this to my attention. How, how are we not, like we, we saw what Sheasel did to start this year? I understand what he's done. He's playing for North Melbourne. Right, they're no good. He's playing in the back line. He's getting a lot of ball. Now that's understood. That's his role. Mm. Jai Amos in a club that's fighting for finals is going to kick over fifty goals at this rate for a second year player. It's not his first year, is it? Second year. Second year. Still viable for this rising star. I think that is incredible. He'll be one of the only players ever to do that if uh, if he does do it. Jesse Hogan, one of the last players to do it in his first year. He led the competition in contested marks. Back in whenever he did it, kicked forty something, kicked forty eight, forty six goals for uh, Melbourne. Melbourne? Yep. Yeah, I think he's having an incredible year. I do. Thomas. I don't think he's got any chance of winning the NAB Rising Star. No, or the Rising Star. No, I don't think he can. I, I just don't think. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the conversation. He kicks fifty five goals this year, and he's not going to get it. How many has he kicked? Well, well, he's certainly not in the leading goal. He hasn't kicked 30 yet. Okay. So you're saying you think 55? I think he's averaging um, just under three goals a game at the moment. So yeah. there's 12 goals. There's um, 12 games remaining. What does okay. that give you? 36. So do you reckon he's kicked, do you reckon he's kicked 14? Well, yeah, possibly. Yeah, okay. he would have Jaden's onto that. He kicked 19. Oh, he might 19. Kick, might kick 60 then, Scott. <laughs> oh, give me a spell. <laughs> anyway, I don't think he, like, he's having a really good season. I don't disagree with that. And you can see his confidence. He's one of those players. He took an early mark, kicked an early goal. I've just been impressed. Like he just now, it, she's footy now. It's meant to be it's meant it's meant to be a compliment. He just it doesn't look like a, a young buddy Franklin, but he's like he's doing it. Mm. So you can't 
you can't argue with blokes like that. I've just been really impressed by him. Uh, no Sean Darcy spoke about that. Uh, Richmond, just get it done their way. Jaden Short kicks three goals. Uh, Aish, of course. Forgot about this one. Yep. A uh, big, big incident. Uh, Ryan Mansell's been sent straight to the tribunal over this. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, you'll get time. I think anything over the shoulders. I do feel sorry for Mansell a bit. I don't think it was a... He was... They were both coming for the footy. I mean, imagine if Mansell pulls out. So that is his only option. Yeah. So I, oh, I think I, this one, you know, I've banged on about that. I think this particular decision is is um, moment-defining in the AFL landscape because these are two guys going for the footy at 100%. Mm. These, like the commitment for these two players. And you could see it. They're both coming thought, Here's, there's going to be something terrible happening here. 100%. So you are at your maximum speed and you are going for the ball. I know if you freeze-frame it, his shoulder hits his chin. Mm. But that incident, if, 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 if it's one millisecond the other way, he probably misses him or he gets the ball first. That's the other outcome. So for him to not have that happen, his shoulder hit his chin, he needs to not go for the footy. Yeah. So that's why this is such a big decision in, this, in, the, in the AFL landscape because you are now asking if he goes for three, four weeks. He can't go for three or four weeks. You're, you now, well, he's been sent to this tribunal, mate. Yeah. That's I, three I, plus. I'm saying, my opinion is he, he can't be going for three or four weeks for what I deem to be. And, and they said all last week, well, put it this way, is that as bad as Jordan Degoe? No. No. No, so, no. so therefore, he can't be getting three or four weeks, surely. What did Jordan Goey get? Three weeks. Right. I, 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 hope, I hope he doesn't get three no, weeks. No, no, I was saying with you, I, you know, if he cops one because of the concussion, I can sort of live with it, but yep. not, not happy with it. Yeah, one, one feels right. Incidental, look, you've got him high and you've completely knocked him out, so you're going to have to go. But we want to have people going for the ball in our game. It's a great contest. We want that in our game. And sometimes, unfortunately, there's going to be head injuries. That's going to happen. Yep. Uh, Mark Reddings. Will, oh, who'd you pick? You didn't pick Freo, did you? Nah, uh, no, we both, sorry, we both picked Freo. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, Shelter Footycast. Not St Kilda defeat Sydney by fourteen. I picked the Saints. You picked Sydney. I think. Yep. Um, St Kilda defeated them by fourteen. Uh, this game was a bit of a weird one. Buddy Franklin didn't retire in the middle of the SCG. Geez, you're keen for him to finish. No, I'm, up. Not. I'm just keen to actually. You want some uh, sort of these these roughies? You want a, a massive roughie? Well, I gave you one and it didn't come off. But guess what? I'll just keep. I'll go back to tipping a three dollar outsider every week and see how we roll. Jordan Flynn on Instagram says, "Can Skeet <laughs> stop ruining the integrity of the footy cast with these absolute mud roughies he places?" Love you, Skate, from a fellow Trinity College alumni. Yeah, so well, is that just putting back in the good books the Trinity College thing? Because no, he's not happy with your roughies. No, well, nor am I. I'm the one who's putting them out there. Look like an absolute <laughs> dick. <laughs> uh, Buddy Franklin plays his 350th game, uh, moves to fourth on the all, all-time goal scorers list. I mean, if we don't, you know... We, We're we, going to celebrate these last year. Yeah. This is last year. Let's be honest. I don't know, Skater. Oh, well, you think know. Bunga's oh. going to play on as well. It's like, how many of these blokes could you... Do you want them to play into their 40s? Just his 22nd... Uh, this is a 22nd player ever to play 350 games. Incredible. Gun, Bite superstar. Key forward, combative. It's not like he's skirting around the outserts. Is he's hitting packs every week. Um, think he's outstanding. Look, St Kilda are this, one of the stories of this year. They sit a percentage outside fourth place at the moment, Skate. Can't believe it. No. Yeah, they're, they're, they've, they're, they're, the way they play, uh, it's Ross Lyon. We saw it the first time they played. First, the first game they played, Ross Lyon was coaching that team. What, what you have to put into context, if you're going to sit down and watch a St Kilda game and you're, you're not a St Kilda supporter or you don't barrack for the other side, don't bother. 
because he produces the most boring, negative, defensive footy. And I, I say this, if you're a St Kilda supporter and you're winning, absolutely happy days. doesn't yep. matter. But to watch it, the two most unwatchable games this year. Seven points scored in the first quarter in this one. Exactly. 1-1 one, one to nothing. It was putrid. Hence, <laughs> I was watching the cricket. But if you're a St Kilda supporter, where are you sitting? You're currently, what, just outside the top four, as you said. And you're going to play finals. No one, I think, with the list they had and injuries they had at the start of the year, thought they could be in this position. There'll be another uh, tribunal uh, to watch list. Dan Butler for his tackle on oh, Nick Blakey. Yeah. Well, that again, he's got one week, by the way. Right. So, but they'll challenge that. They have to. Yeah, exactly. They have to challenge what it. Is, again, a bit like Liam Duggan. I don't understand. There was no secondary motion. It wasn't a sling action. There's been, Driven into the ground is, the, is where I suppose it's... There's been an overcorrection uh, on trying to get head knocks out of the game, which which I, I I like the principle. But what's happened is head knocks ground uh, get reported, get one week. There, there has to be moments in our game where there is incidentally in a football act, someone's going to hit their head. Of course, unfortunately, that but that, that's what's that's what's causing the drama is where anytime there's a head injury, doesn't matter how it's happened, mm. you're getting you're getting weeks which has been the overcorrection, but I think we're going to be really careful with this one as well. He's just he's tackled him. Yeah, and uh, it, I keep looking forward to a, a prelim final. A tackle like that is made, a oh, player suspended for a grand final. I don't want to think about And that. even off the back of that, a player getting concussed. That's why I've... An ad- so, but Nick Blakey wasn't concussed in this one. No, no, and in fact, he went off as a sub, but he was subbed off because of an ankle injury. Yes. So that surely is taken into account. But again, that's why I want a gap between the prelim and the grand final because of... There's going to be issues. There's going to be a moment or two, whether it's the player suspended or a player can cast that misses a grand final. But in this one, um, Sydney just, unfortunately, from their perspective, just couldn't couldn't get their game going because St Kilda uh, and Big Max King again kicked the sealer mm. uh, late in the game, win by 14 points, and, and they, they, they bounce back after getting rolled by Hawthorne. So well played, St Kilda. Port Adelaide defeat Western Bulldogs by 24 point, uh, 25 points. They won in the end. Uh, 22 points. I think, uh, was it? Thank you very much, uh, Charlie. Now, um, I picked the Bulldogs to beat Port Adelaide. I'm not sure why. It's 10, I, 10 in a row. Well, I'll make you feel better. I picked the Bulldogs as well. <laughs> a 50-50 game on paper with the with the bookies. I thought they might be, but Port Adelaide just keep getting the job done. Their record at Marvel is amazing. Nine, I think it's nine, nine in a row. row. Uh, and again, Charlie Dixon. Absolutely started like a bomb. Just had them going, and he's an energy guy, though. You're right, isn't he? Mm, no, I think they've got. And I did, as I say, switching between the cricket and the footy, seeing Horn Francis kick a goal left of screen. I thought, gee, this is this is a player that, that's that is really going to with their midfield. This is going to be a five, ten year. It could could be a, a multiple premiership winning player. Who does he remind you of? There's, there's one player that's just a lay down Mazer. Who he is? Tell me, Patrick Dangerfield. That's yeah. that's Patrick Dangerfield, mate. Coming out of the goal square as a young midfielder. I remember playing on Dangerfield in his first year. Because remember, he got drafted. He was still at school in Geelong. He finished his schooling as a 17-year-old and then came into the AFL as an 18-year-old. I played on him at fullback. And he was inconsistent. He was late. You know how Horn Francis gets... Um, pulled up a bit. Mm. No, no, he gets like lazy defensively. I'm saying it's labelled like lazy because yeah. he doesn't put the chase in. Yeah, Dangerfield exactly the same. He, he wouldn't chase out. But then there'd just be a moment where he'd come out running 40 kilometres an hour, one-handed pickup, clean as you like, three-step, balk, roll through a couple of tackles and snap and goal. Exactly what Horn Francis did. He's Patrick Dangerfield. 
uh, and he looks like he's got a better kick than him. Dangerfield's kick's been a bit of a, uh, you know, a thing across the journey. I reckon Horn Francis is a better kick than him. So I, I think we're looking at one of the best players to come through the AFL in the next 15 years, Horn Francis. And you had a big spool, yet Zach Butters was probably best on ground again. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Skeeter. Uh, he was. I mean, anyway, he... He's properly bumped into top five players in the competition now, and he's really made that jump. In just he's he's twenty three, Zach Butters. Yeah, um, he was drafted alongside Connor Rose. They got them in the same draft, and they actually really calling. You've got I actually have to do a double take. I I can't. I <laughs> coming to the game, I was thinking um, I was going to be calling it uh, for somewhere else, and I was thinking. Which one's which? I need like I actually can't struggle. I struggle to picture who's who in 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 their faces. So, look, Butters, he's been outstanding. Um, uh, plays a massive game. Uh, Dixon with four goals. But Bulldogs, where are they at? Yeah, look, I thought they were competitive. They lose by let's say just under four goals. I thought Libba was good. Bailey Smith, some of their midfielders were very competitive. They they, they did lack the, the polish that the Port have got, and that that you know that. Proved to be the case when you've got Dixon, Finlayson kicked a couple of goals once more. He hasn't even been a regular contributor for them this year. Just mm. just finding a way yeah, to, he has. To, um, to hit the scoreboard. And Sam Pelpepper, uh, given his career, this has got to be close to, to the most even season I reckon he's put together. Yeah, well, they'd have a lot of players in their team doing that. That's mm. how, that's why, that's yep. why good players, that good teams are, are good. All players have career seasons. Finlayson, career season. Those two, you know, Pelpepper's putting together a career season. Dixon, when he's been in the side, has looked as dangerous as he's ever looked. Butters' career season, Rosie' career season, and then you, and then with all of that, you've then got Brownlow medalist Ollie Wine starting to build back into form. You've got Travis Boak, um, probably their best player ever, Port Adelaide. He'd be he'd be he'd be close to that. Yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. What three hundred? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a he's a played in the grand final in two thousand seven in his first year, and he's still totally. going around. He's captain the club. I mean, the Burgoyne. Yeah, there's been some superstars. If, there. He, if he topped it up with um, a premiership, I reckon he'd be the best ever. So you you got guys like that running around. They don't suddenly don't need to carry the football club. They're going outstandingly. Port Adelaide um, probably should have picked them. Hawthorne defeat Brisbane by twenty twenty five. Uh, my bottle mart. Ruffy of the week, if you don't mind, Skeeter. Yeah. Absolutely pisses all over him. Brisbane, putrid away from the Gabba. I'll pick Hawthorne. Just just uh, the people rolling out the tanking narrative are just absolutely back in their shells here after Hawthorne. You can see that this club is building. You can see exactly what they're doing. You can see the high-end talent through the midfield. You can see these young kids. You can just vision them in four, three or four years' time Power, like genuine powerhouse because they've played together the entire time. Maybe even before that, they might even be like a couple of years away from playing finals. And that's yeah. that's that's with the development Maybe. we're seeing. Um, that big win over St Kilda in the eight, Brisbane at the MCG, and they've also got, as I said, having guys like Mitch Lewis back in the side playing footy, Kaczynski. So they've got they've got most of the elements sorted, yep. haven't they? And the midfield, which includes Newcomb, um, Warpool. Day, they've got they've got yeah the core there, so nothing to worry about from a Hawthorne perspective, and and as much as any other club, I think they know on field what they're where they're at from a, a team that's not going to play finals. Oh, you look at the whole group outside the eight taking Geelong out of the equation. I think Hawthorne is the club you'd rather 
be in their corner than, say, Carlton at the moment over the next five years. Yeah, correct. I agree. Um, there was a couple of other guys, young players. Um, McKenzie stood out to me. Only had the 12 touches, but I just thought the way he moved at stages was very good. Uh, McDonald, that was his best game he's played. Connor mm. McDonald, he had 28 disposals um, on the day, two goals. That's a big game from a young player. Um, Dylan Moore's a really good player, like really high end, doesn't get enough credit. He kicked, he kicked 2-2, 25 touches. Say also, not just the touches, he also hits the scoreboard. Yeah, Connor Nash... Like that. That's 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 coaching, actually. Connor Nash, not really playing as a midfield ever, comes into the midfield, has twenty five to thirty touches regularly now, and he's six foot six. That's outstanding. They beat Brisbane, disappointing. MCG, why? Insipid. How? We don't know. Insipid. Yeah, didn't didn't like. But you know it what's going to happen? They'll come back and absolutely poleaxe oh, yeah. Sydney at the, end, at the Gabba. They're irrelevant at the moment. They can't win. They can't win a grand final right now. And so you might as well just you may as well be last and. Topping up with some talent because you're not going to win the flag playing like the They're currently fourth. Just bear that in mind. They're yep. currently. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Irrelevant. Um, I won't be picking them until they play at the Gabba next. GWS. To, this weekend. G- GWS. <laughs> <laughs> GWS <laughs> defeat North Melbourne by 28 points. And not only to tip this, I've got so I've got Hawthorne at the line. This is good. You know, I tell you my bad stories. Here's a couple of good About stories. Time. First time of the year. No, no, I've just, just right. I've strung a couple together. I picked GWS one to 39. So um, happy, happy days. Yeah, just uh, now <laughs> don't have to go to the bank once on a Monday. I um I. Well, I, I uh, luckily called this uh, yesterday on radio, and I was luckily, thinking, oh yeah, and I was thinking this is going to be putrid. Look, it was a good game to watch. Actually, um, it was attacking, but there wasn't a defensive action on the field. No. Either team literally got it and just ran the length of the field. It was like I was kicking; they're just going up and forward, um, and. Uh, GWS maintained that for the game. That, that's why they won by you know, five goals in the end. North Melbourne couldn't maintain the rage with the offensive nature and neither team defended for the whole day. So again, this was um, a couple of salad dwellers to be to be frank. GWS have been far more competitive than North Melbourne um, and North Melbourne were competitive here, but um, I wouldn't take a lot out of this in the scheme of the whole year, but it was a good game to watch. Yeah, and Toby Green, always... Uh Star, great to watch him. If he has 25, I said this on radio yesterday, if he has 25 touches, I reckon I'd love to see a stat when G, when Toby Green has 25, how, how, often, they win. how often they win. Because yeah. he, he kicks three, four, five goals. He sets another three, four, five up. Yeah. If he has the ball 25 times, I reckon it's a lay down as their GWS win. He's best on ground, uh, certainly yep. best for the Giants yesterday. Cornelio, good again. No, the Giants, um, pretty good. And look, North Melbourne, Positives. The, the, the positives from them, and look, we saw, was it the week before Wardlaw, who I was really impressed with? He's the him. best place. He's the extractor. Yeah. The extractor, mate. He just gets in, zips in and out, a little bit of a, and then extracts the ball from contest. He's got left and right movement. Big fan of his. Yeah, that is. And look, uh, they've got 
well, Taron Thomas again. He was good. Not, not. I'm not huge on him for obvious reasons. Yep. For the background there, uh, three goals to him, but Larky as well. How, how good with Nick? I'm just sure where's Nick Larky? So he's kicked 36 goals for the year. Yep. In a side, and you talk about Oscar Allen's effort, which yes. is um, terrific as well with 33 goals. This bloke's in a team that's only won one more game. Uh, he's he's quality, real quality, Larky to be able to find the footy and and, and take the game to another level with, with kicking goals at North Melbourne. What's the Western Bulldogs player forward that had the elite set shot at goal? Uh, it's not Toby. It is... I can't remember now. Key forward? Yeah, no, he was the mid-sized forward. So he's the most accurate goal kicker uh, anyone to play the game that had more than 50 shots at goal. Nick Larkey sits second place is that right? of all time set shot goal kicking accuracy for players over 50 shots on goal ever well, yeah well you look at his technique and um, it, it works for him and he kicked 4-1 yesterday from set shots it's really basic he kicks it 10 metres past the goal line every time he never doesn't matter where he is if he's 30 out he'll kick it 40 metres 50 out he kick it 60 if he's 20 out he kicks it 30 he, he just mm. almost just drops it over he's like he's kicking to the goal umpire and he's simple. Like maybe give him a call, Harry McCoy. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> might, might do a bit of good, seriously. <laughs> well, Charlie wasn't that flash either. Yeah, correct. Uh, GWS, I think I picked them. In. Yeah, got that right. Well done. Yeah, big get by me. Congratulations. Essendon defeat Carlton by 34 points. Uh, we spoke about these guys off the top, Carlton. Essendon, impressive. I mean, th- these guys in St Kilda and Adelaide are the three that you know, none of them made finals last year that are all fighting for these final spots. Are Essendon doing enough to say that they're a finals team. Yeah, they are. And they deserve credit. Neither you or I thought they'd be in this position. Doesn't, that doesn't really mean much. No, it means zero given we listen to our podcast. You yes. realise how little we know about anything. Uh, Essendon, though, uh, they have tightened up their defensive side, albeit Carlton's putrid in attack, as we mentioned. Six goals again there, Hall. But uh, no, that big Peter Wright, two-metre Peter coming back into the side. Yep. That's the Philip, and he was so good last year. But to kick five first up, um, no, they've got, they've got the the core of a, of a pretty decent side there and that the improvement's been outstanding um, it was really close at half time it was 4-6 uh, to 3-10 so I think it was a three point lead to um, a couple of point lead to Essendon but they blew them away with seven goals to two in the third quarter game after that done well Carlton had the equal momentum I reckon later in the game but they couldn't put the scores on the board so that's what we've spoken about with the goal kicking of Carlton if you get momentum in this game, this is a momentum game, AFL. So if you, when you get it, you need to make the most of it, and they're not. And so they're just giving away um, easy, easy losses, and they, they just look uncompetitive at times. They, they, they look uh, – I don't know if it's game plan. I don't, I don't know what it is, but they, they just look a little lost. I don't know. That's how I would describe them. Well, someone described them on Twitter as being like a captain in cricket that's in the field – and watches the ball go through point and suddenly moves a player to point, like always just trying to plug the holes because he's not quite yeah. sure yep. how to construct this, the, the line. Now, it's all hypothetical, but if Ross Lyon was in charge of this side, how more differently would they be playing? Big question. Know. Yeah. Never Pe- know. Peter Wright back in the side. Did you say this? Yeah, mentioned five goals. Thank yet. you. Thank you very much. Uh, it'll be big for Essendon. Mm, that's no. A, that's a, he's a difference maker. It is, but it's funny because at the Gold Coast, he was he, nah. it was just, just there, wasn't he? What wasn't, uh, you know, had some moments, but yeah. he's become a far better player since going to the hangar. Yeah, uh, the hangar. <laughs> How good. Uh, Ed Kerno came in to tag Zach Merritt. He kept him quiet for the first half. Probably not quite enough. He did kick a goal in that first quarter. Eight disposals in the first half, but he kind of got into the game 
after that. Um, yeah, I don't know how much more to say no, about crap, Cal. Yeah, they are. Now, um, before we get into the preview of today's game, Skeeter, Melbourne-Collingwood, I did just miss one uh, for the Hawthorne-Brisbane game. I wanted to say, Skeeter, yeah. it's what I'm frothing. You're right? frothing? I'm frothing them, mate. I'm frothing Hawthorne's development. Thanks to Froth Town. Froth.town, get your tickets, August 18 and 19, Claremont Showgrounds. Selling out, Skeeter. I don't know if we won the golden mug to get you free beers all day, but I'm going to see what we can work there. I'm loving the clear and the, the clarity that Hawthorne and Sam Mitchell has given this football club. The unwavering. Mm. Remember him going on TV early days, they'd been pumped and he was getting hammered with questions. He was unwavering. And you can see, you can see what what he says is happening. Like he's not, he's not bullshitting you. And you can see the talent. You can see the way they're playing. That they're playing together. Look, I, I'm absolutely frothing Hawthorne. I love them, skate. You love them? Yeah, okay. I love them. So, I, yeah, I'll be a pseudo Hawthorne supporter within three years. I'll be. I'll get the brown and yellow in here. Isn't it good to see a team like like a young side and just watching? If you are a supporter specifically, yeah, just starting to develop. And Hawthorne supporters have you know they've had more than their share of of good times. Yeah, we don't need them to be looked after. Do no, we? no, they're fine. But if you're watching a team go from scratch, essentially, and work their way forward, this is a team that uh, deserves your Froth Town moment. And, and we're about to do the, the, the quick preview on yep. Melbourne Collingwood. Yep. I'll wait my Froth Town moment today. As yes. I said, the big freeze. The home and away record crowd, 99,256, going back to 1958 is between these two clubs. Is that biggest ever? or just this? That's the biggest home and away crowd ever, 99,256. We've never gone 100. Is that right? The record for a home and away crowd... <laughs> I, can you hear me, Jay? Am I working this out? The record is 99,000 for a home and away crowd. I just thought maybe we'd been to 100,000 before. <laughs> no, we've been to 99,256, <laughs> Scully, in 1958. Well, I think the Froth Town moment could be... So the 750 people are rocking up? Yeah, let's hope. Really? That's my Froth Town moment prediction. 100,000 at the G. Well, very close to it. What's the weather like? Not bad. Is it? Yeah, it's okay. 100,000. Third versus first. Big call, Skeeter. Well, you've bagged me for being too conservative well, this, for the first three months, well, and now I'm coming out with these... the bold prediction. <laughs> no, this is just my froth town moment. If it gets to 100, we're going to get some froth. How many frothies will be flying at the G today if they get to that moment? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> nah, that'll be very good. I like that, Skeeter. Very nice. Uh, the King's birthday, big freeze match. Um, fight for MND. Uh, fight against MND, should I say. Uh, Neil Danaher... I think this is number nine. Been plenty. And you know what? I've got... I know a couple of people have got MND, and he's... He's uh, fought the good fight, and and the money he's raised goes without saying. And of course, there's a bit of entertainment attached to today. But bottom line is, there's a big game of footy to be won. Collingwood's won four of the last five King's Birthday clashes against Melbourne, uh, won last year by seven points. Uh, the Demons, though, conceded last week a season low 44 points. So defensively, they're well set up. Losing, not losing, but not getting Oliver back yeah, does big. hurt them big time. Uh, countering that to some degree, Dugowie's absence because of suspension. And we know that um, Paddy Lipinski comes back into the lineup for, for the Magpies. First time this year. Yeah, and, uh, and listening to, to the coach, Craig McRae, he suggested that his bulk of work in the past month is probably better than pre-season. So he's, he's right to go. He'll be running all over the ground um, and on top of the ground late in the game. Uh, Hibbert back in for Melbourne. Uh, should be a super game of footy, and Collingwood, well, they've just been winning and winning comfortably week in, week out. Melbourne still, I don't think, playing anywhere near their best, but uh, there's a, a line of thought they can win today. Yeah, I agree with all that, Skeeter. Um, it's a big game. It's a big game. Uh, probably less for Collingwood, more for Melbourne. I mean, where do Melbourne sit on the ladder at the moment, Skeeter? I think they're third. Yeah. 
So yeah, they're third, and they can go. Well, they're third by uh, three games at the moment. They can pull that back to, to two games if they, if they win today. But if they lose, are they, are they if just they, back to the pack of tiny. If they bit? lose, they're actually equal sixth. They, they'll yeah. stay third with percentage, but they're excellent on the same amount of points. So the Bombers will be barracking for the Pies today. Yeah, that's why I mean it's a big game. I just think it probably puts a bit of distance in between. Yeah, they get closer to Collingwood, but I still have Collingwood pretty firmly as the best team in the comp. So a loss just brings them back to that pack. A win, you know separates probably that top three. I don't have Brisbane in that top three sides. It's Port, Melbourne and Collingwood for mine. You agree? No, probably at the moment, yeah. In terms of like yeah. power rankings and yep. what they can do. Yep. Is it going to be a close game? Yeah, I think so. I just, I think so. And look, so the way I'm hearing you sound like you're going to tip Melbourne. No, Collingwood. Okay. So, no. I'd like to say Melbourne win, but I think Collingwood will win. Um, Oliver in, I would have picked Melbourne. Yeah, I was a bit the same. I actually changed, I jumped off to go out Oliver in, I thought, gee, that's a big, big swing of, of momentum for talent. No, I'm, I'm staying with Colin for the pure virtue of the fact that they don't don't ignore the obvious. All right, so enjoy Melbourne winning today after Skeeter and I have just both picked Collingwood. Should be a good game. 100,000 oh. people there. Absolutely. Will Scoville, Mark Redding, Shelter Footy Cast. Now, the Shelter XBA X Factor, Skeeter, I'm going to... I'm gonna, Throw a bit of a rogue one out here. It would have to be rogue because both teams lost. They did. So, look, Fremantle, yeah, Mickey Walters is very good coming on as a sub, but that's not what I'm throwing out. No, of course, we gave one to Joy Amos a couple of weeks ago, didn't so we? So he doesn't need to get too fat. Oh, not that Shelters will make you fat. You know, he just needs to keep it under wraps until the end of the season. At the moment, we want him winning the Rising Star. I'm going to throw it a West Coast player skater after losing my 122 <laughs> points. I'm throwing Simo? out Ryan Marrick, debut, yeah, fair two cool. goals couple of shelters yeah well, yeah, don't you reckon yeah well he deserved them easily. I mean he's stacking shelves two weeks ago and now he's kicking two at Adelaide Oval yeah no that's a that's a big call but a good one because Ryan Marrick he'll be uh he'll be chuffed do these actually get to the players that yep. we tell yeah they yep. actually get to them yep so how, how does this carton get to, to Ryan Marrick oh Jaden will hit him up on Instagram and say hey, mate where can we deliver these and uh, we'll deliver him the shelters very good. Yeah. What do you think we're just making things up here? Yeah, I thought I thought we were just pretending to give stuff away. Um, but he, he, he's obviously staying with his host family, so maybe uh, uh, the, the, the hosties can get in. The hosties can have a couple of uh, frothies. Very good. Shout out to XBAs. Uh, bloody good beer, actually. Uh, now, um, and we are giving them away. No, I didn't. No, I, just thought, I just thought it was a bit of bullshit we said we, just to get people excited. But, oh, yeah. Well, I might need to do a disclaimer. All giveaways are absolutely false. And just get it. <laughs> Anything we do or say on this podcast cannot be used in a court of law. <laughs> now, uh, what else? Tom on YouTube, finishing his off scanner. Boys, I would have contacted you somewhere else, but guess YouTube comments will have to do. Okay, so if you'd like to comment, um, get in touch with us, we'll see it all. So you can comment on a YouTube channel. You can send us an email, hello at backchatpodcast.com. So you will get to us. Uh, there's an, uh, an email, which I should have at the bottom of the thing, but I don't. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au will get to us. If you put a comment on the Instagram, we'll, we'll get them all. I'll see none of it, but it'll come my way through <laughs> via you. <laughs> so this is from Tom. He's a, he's a Crows fan. This is on YouTube. Yep. Just got back from the game. So he was there and it was in Sippet by West Coast. However, I can't understand the flack Simo was getting in the media. So I thought I'd speak about this given what I said at the top of the show. Any coach would struggle with the list and the current ongoing injury crisis. To be blunt, more blame needs to be laid on list management the board, footy department, etc., for allowing this mess in the first place. List management, especially for signing 
uh, deteriorating players on big deals or extended deals, poor trades and not getting enough draft talent through the door. Wasn't too long ago that the Crows were in a similar position. The club needs to blow the list up, keep some experience around, make harsh decisions, embrace drafting and enjoy watching a young side grow. Anyway, love the pod here in SA. Cheers, Tom. I don't know if Tom could have said that any better. I about to say, that last part, I really it really resonated with me about what he thinks the club should do and the list management question. Look, I'm just it's very easy to pick holes at your convenience, but I will just say one thing with regards to just a player that trained with the club uh, over summer a couple of seasons ago, went across, is playing with Essendon now, and is one of their more improved and more credential players in Nick Martin. I saw uh, someone say he's the best field kick in the competition. Not, Yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, what I do know is that he was at the club and training and, and he didn't quite cut the mustard. Now, whether obviously, yeah, it's easy to be critical. That's what I'm saying by, by what happens afterwards. But there's a player in case, a player that has, has emerged as quality and managed to get through the fingers of the Eagles. Uh, for all those playing along at home, Jack Buller, who I've been banging on about on this podcast, yeah. uh, he was not taken by West Coast with their lack of second pick in the mid-season draft. Sydney took them with took him with the last pick of the mid-season draft. He kicked four, uh, five goals, four in his first VFL game. Yeah, and off the and back I, of that, I reckon he'll play for Sydney this week. Yeah, fair call. And, and just following on, I think uh, Jaden Hunter. Playing for Essendon in the VFL, kicked four goals Perth, yesterday. Perth lad? Perth lad, kicked 11 goals in the waffle before uh, being shipped off in the mid-season draft. Kicked five against South Romano. That sparked, I guess, the catalyst in the end to, to be selected. So a couple of the, the forwards uh, from WA making their way over to the East Coast, and we wish them well. Their deals, the mid-season boys sign a six-month deals usually, unless they go in with like a conditions. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Bull has been already signed up for a couple of years at Sydney. Wouldn't surprise me at all, Skeeter. Not one little bit. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, we're done and dusted. Skeeter's got his red socks on today. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to watch the King's birthday holiday uh, footy at work, which is always good. Get paid to sit and watch footy. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Skeeter's employers. <laughs>